Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to the Windermere Ask a Coach. And today, I'm super delighted because I have Stevie Fanning with us, also my wife. Stevie, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks you know, for having me. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm just excited because um, as some of you may or may not know, uh, Stevie is a very successful real estate agent, been in the business for 11 years. She also coaches with us through Windermere Coaching. And uh, we were talking the other day and she was uh, just telling me about one of her coaching calls where she was working with her client on helping them understand the power of referrals in our business of real estate. And as I listened to her and what she was talking about, I thought to myself, wow, this would be a great podcast, not only a podcast, but it'd be a great path call as well, which we'll talk more about that. And so I said, hey, would you be willing to jump on the podcast with me? And she very agreeingly said, yes, that'd be terrific. So here we are. So, um, you know, just for my purpose, real quick, just to start off with, when we do coaching or we're working with real estate agents, I think when we think about the highest return on investment, meaning what can you do with amount of time to get the highest return? And what we know it to be the case is it's referrals. And um, because it's, it's the least amount of work, but you get a return on that. And I think, and you can tell me if you feel this to be the same case, but I feel that a lot of agents, it's happenstance that they get referrals because it's not top of mind for them. And I think that the more we can make it top of mind, if you could add six or seven referrals to your bottom line every year, that's a huge chunk of income. Um, so tell me a little bit about when you were having this conversation with your coaching client, just tell me kind of the, the things you thought would be beneficial about them learning more about referral business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right when you say this is kind of an untapped resource, right? Like as real estate agents, we focus our business primarily on working with buyers and sellers. But what we don't understand is that there's a lot of other sources of business out there that if we were focusing on, like you said, what would what difference would that make in your business to have four, five, six additional transactions every single year? And the truth is, is that that's a, a life changer for a lot of people. Um, and so uh, oftentimes you'll hear, hear people say, that there's only two ways in real estate to increase business, right? There's only two ways that you can um, generate more income in real estate. And those are to increase your sphere nurturing activities, right? <clears throat> to generate more transactions overall, or it's to increase your average selling price. And typically we do that through um, working in higher price markets, right? Tapping into um, a different demographic of buyers and sellers, but I think we should go a step further to say there is a third option. And that third option should always be diversifying the source of our business. And so that's kind of where that conversation came from in regards to what about referrals? What's your current referral plan? And how can I help you um, engage in more business in some of those diversified sources? Absolutely. Well, and I think, uh, and I, I think as we do this, you know, it's, it's easy to say, well, you should get some referrals, but what I love is you boiled it down into kind of 10, 10 kind of bullet points. Um, and so what I'd love to do is for you just to kind of go through those, uh, with our listeners today. And if you're listening right now, uh, take some notes, but if you want to have, uh, some more in-depth 
engagement at the end of this i'll give you uh stevie's contact information so you can reach out to her directly we'll also talk a little bit about uh the windermere coaching program with the path and how we cover some of this in there as well but so let's go ahead jump into it so give me what's uh so if i want to get more referrals give me the number one uh bullet point that you have in terms of helping me grow to build a bit stronger referral base in my business Totally. So with this topic, I've kind of further broken down um, into two categories, right? And then I, I'm going to share ideas around how to generate business um, through both agent to agent referrals and then also through SOI referrals. So referrals that are coming from your specific sphere of influence. Um, and actually, I teach a whole class on this. So I just want to um, put a footnote in there to say these are um, very broad um, and very quick tips. Um, but if you do want to know more, I know we're going to push this class into um, a path call later on down the road. So um, I'm happy to help anyone in regards to like diving a little bit deeper on some of these topics. But I think for the purpose of today and keeping the podcast somewhat short and sweet, then I will kind of just give a synopsis of each one of those. So I've narrowed it down to five different topics in both of those categories, um, just tips that I want people to start thinking about and how do I actually build a platform in my business for specifically referrals. So and the first five are agent to agent, right? They are. Yeah. The okay. first five are totally in regards to agent to agent referrals. And I think even agents that are doing a really great job in their business of asking their past clients and people in their sphere of influence for referrals, I think they're missing out on the agent to agent portion. Um, I coach I coach agents that have doubled their business over the course of a year in just creating a platform for referrals. That's a pretty big deal. That's huge. That's so huge. there's a huge opportunity. So when we're talking about agent to agent referrals, um, the first thing and the first tip that I want to throw out there is knowing and understanding your feeder markets. A lot of agents don't know where migration is going and where it's coming from. And so knowing and under your, understanding your feeder markets is really, really important. So I wanted to give kind of two tips surrounding that because this is all public information, folks. This is information that we can all get in regards to migration, right? So two tools I want you guys to think about. The first one is going straight to the source, right? Directly to the US Census Bureau. They have a flow map on their website. That's something that can be really helpful in understanding people that are coming to your market, where are they coming from? And people that are leaving your market, where are they going, right? And then the other tool um, is actually an online resource called How Money Walks. Um, and this is a tool that compiles IRS and census data to create a map which is really helpful. So I believe it's just howmoneywalks.com. I highly recommend you educating yourself on what those markets are, because that's going to help you effectively do the rest of the tips on my list. Well, and I think uh, for our listeners, uh, when you say feeder markets, uh, basically what she's saying is, you know, when people are moving, so let's say that, let's say that uh, Seattle is a feeder market for Boise, right? Um, which in that case, you'd say, okay, so how do I set up some, some things which you're going to go into? How do I set up some engagement with agents that are in that market? Because I know that they're going to have clients who are going to be moving here, because according to the Census Bureau, when I look at it, a large portion of people are migrating to this area from area X. And so I want to be known. I want to get to know people in that area for that business. Absolutely. Simple, uh, awesome. Yeah. 
it's going to help really direct, you know, the next several tips and how we can effectively create a strategy around agent-to-agent referrals. So um, the second tip is utilizing social media. So I know this is like the dreaded topic, right, for a lot of real estate agents, but I'm going to give you a hard truth really quick because a lot of real estate agents create content and market to the consumer via social media. But I'm going to tell you, if any of you were to go in and look at who's following you, who's engaging with you, I guarantee that at least 90% of them are other real estate agents, either in your market or outside of your market. And so I think there's a huge missed opportunity in the content that we're putting out. I think that we need to be doubling down on content and social media to not only be hitting our consumer, right, in our area and in our market that we'd like to work with, but also hitting potential referral partners as other agents in other markets and even in our own market and markets close to us. So how can we do that is by creating specific content for that purpose, right? Creating valuable content for agents outside of our market, specifically in feeder markets, right? Um, To say and position ourselves as we are the agent of this area, right? We are professional. We have positioned ourselves as a viable resource. Um, We are doing business. We're talking about our business. We're passionate, right? We can really go a long way in creating potential connections and relationships with agents via social media. And that really is is through the content that we choose to put out there. Um, And another tip would be following and engaging with agents from those feeder markets, Right. right? And then creating relationships via social media in that regard. Because for me, if I have, you know, one of my clients saying, hey, I need an agent that you can refer me to in this market. If someone's on the top of my mind, I've seen a lot of content on social media. I know they're good at what they do. I know their passion. I know that in some way, shape or form, I connect with them. I'm going to remember them and they're going to have a space in my mind. So, so social media can be a really, really powerful tool if we're willing to utilize it, right? We always have to ask our question, ourselves the question in marketing, like who are we really marketing to? Right. And one thing I'll tell you, uh, this is one of the clients that I have just, just came to my mind and this was a couple of years back, but you know, Windermere has an economist. We're one of the few real estate companies in the United States to have an economist, Matthew Gardner, and he does uh, Gardner reports, quarterly reports. And one of the agents that was one of our clients through Windermere Coaching, who is based in the Seattle market, was also posting the Hawaii Gardener reports. So on their social media, they were posting up the Hawaii Gardener reports. Well, an agent in Hawaii who wasn't with Windermere was utilizing the Gardener reports from Hawaii and really liked them and was extrapolating that data and then sharing that with their clients. And then they had somebody moving to Seattle. Well, because they had been getting that Gardener report from this agent, that's the agent that was in the top of their mind. Like, wow, you're really good at this stuff because they also were showcasing the garden report from Seattle and uh, that became a referral and that was a big referral um, but to your, to your point right uh, you know there's there's the ability to make quality valuable noise in that marketplace by posting content and engaging with other agents that are outside of your network where potentially there you have a need you come to their mind yeah absolutely huge. yeah huge and we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of that like how we should be engaging with other agents and how we should be creating content that um, that provides value um, in the referral, you know, uh, topic. And so we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, so the third thing is getting involved, right? Like I think an untapped resource for us as realtors is 
connecting with other real estate professionals in our market and outside of our market via our local state and national affiliations. So I'm talking about boards, committees, um, creating relationships with people that we know are doing amazing business already, right? And that's a great place to do that. So I highly recommend that. I think it's a gold mine for potential referral business. Um, I think that there that can go a long way. So just another tip there. And there's never a lack of things that are going on. I mean, you, you if you want to get involved and do something, there's um, there's all kinds of ways to do that through your local board, through your local uh, MLS, through the local real estate board. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can connect. Tons of need, um, yeah. tons of need for, you know, volunteer positions, for leadership positions. I mean, um, it's a great opportunity. So I always want people to, to think in that regard too, because I, I actually heard somebody say at one point in time in my business, spend time with the people who make you money. And basically what they were saying was don't spend time with other real estate agents, spend time with your clients. And I highly, highly would say reconsider that statement. Yeah. I don't think that that's true at all. I totally agree. Uh, and on a side note to that, you know, where another really easy place is to, to go and to engage is go to your office. <laughs> I mean, it sounds crazy, but I mean, get into your office. It's amazing where business comes from there as well. And, you know, with just other agents that are in your marketplace, but just engage with your real estate agents. I know one of my coaching clients was in the office the other day and he has an agent that is just kind of like slowly winding down his business and there was a listing that he said, you know what, I got to tell you, you're in here every day. You're always wearing a suit and you're so professional and you're knocking out of the park. And I'm going to refer you to this client because you know what, um, I'm just not in a place to take it right now. I'm getting ready to go on a vacation. And you know what, I know you'll take care of them. And that's just from going into the office. That's a great point. And another thing that I was going to bring up kind of as we're talking about this is trying to tap into some of the changes that are happening, right? There's a lot of real estate agents that are nearing retirement, right? And, and pushing their business um, elsewhere. And then also a lot of agents are getting out of the industry and do right. they have databases and do they have clients that have needs? Yes, absolutely. And can we develop relationships with some of these agents to be able to handle their business while they're um, you know, moving on to something else? Totally. Absolutely. Good point. So um, the next one, of course, real estate related events and conferences, right? Um, we just got off of a call talking about um, our event coming up in November. And so I want to really um, push the value of some of these um, conferences where literally the whole purpose of these is networking connection, right? Like having the ability to learn and grow with other professionals is a goldmine of opportunity for referral business. And, and I mean more than just going to these events, saying hi and handing out your business card, but really creating a strategy on how to connect with people, especially people that you know are in some of these feeder markets that we talked about. So so what does that strategy look like? It's It looks like planning small events, like happy hours and dinners and mixers that maybe are individual to a few agents that you've um, invited or connected with during um, this. It's it's having the mindset also of giving when you go in, right? Like I never create a relationship based upon what someone else can do for me. So I never want to go in and say, hey, I would love to partner with you. I'd love for you to send me referrals. Never. I always go in with the mindset of giving and saying, how can I help you? How can I help your business? Tell me more about your market and who you are, because I would love to send you business. And Absolutely. that's how it really 
get started. Well, and, and you know, and you talked about that. You know, we have the ad event, uh, the Power of You through Winter Coaching coming up in November, where uh, we last year we did it, and a lot of referrals came out of that. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is that if if there's not events you can go to, you can create events. I know there's uh, two agents that are with Windermere, um, Tracy Gillette and Heather uh, Maddox, and they created a, a program called uh, Collaboration Over Competition, and they have a dinner club. And the people who come to the dinner club are agents, and they have a they 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 host it. Uh, you go to it, and uh, you sit around, and they have a topic of discussion of what they're talking about. But the connections that are made there are are really really big. I know uh, Ninja Mastery. You know, uh, agents that sign up and do Ninja Mastery, they they get an accountability partner, typically not in their marketplace, and referral business comes out of that. So I mean, there's a lot of opportunities, and I and I think. To your point, Stevie, I think sometimes what agents do is they cocoon and they look at their database. And they hope somebody eventually is going to buy or sell a house and they don't get out there. They don't go out there. And I think COVID caused that to happen a lot. And I think that's changed now. But I still think we're slowly getting back into getting out there. And, you know, and I also know that you got to invest. I mean, going to some of these things does it's an it's an investment. But if you go there with the intention of building relationships, to get referrals, it's amazing what it can give you back. Absolutely. And having the mindset that a lot of times it only takes one referral from an event like that to pay for it plus some. So, right. so in thinking about what kind of investment that is, it's fairly small if you think about the opportunity. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and then the fifth thing that I want to say is having an engagement plan, right? Okay. So we've met all these incredible agents. We've developed relationships. We've gone to these events. We've done all the right things, but now what? Now, how do we maintain relationships? And so having an engagement plan is really, really important. So similarly to how we would engage and nurture our sphere, we need to be doing that with our real estate contacts as well. So our referral partners. And a few of my favorite ways to do that just off the cuff are, of course, handwritten notes, right? Like yep. after we've met someone, after we've engaged with them in an event to say, hey, it was great meeting you. Um what about also when amazing things are happening in their business, right? Like a lot of us post that kind of stuff on social media. If we're following them and engaging with them, that would be a great time for us to be able to connect. Um, a monthly newsletter that's specifically targeted to referral partners. So what I mean by that is creating content that you can put out on a monthly basis that's specifically related to your area and how it could be valuable to people outside. Just like you said, Michael is creating and utilizing the Gardner reports for right. other markets, right? Creating local data and stats that another agent would be able to share with clients potentially looking to come to your area, but also cool things to do in your area. Is there a link to your buyer and seller guide? Do you have a relocation guide? that they can easily go in and link to, to be able to send out to somebody. That's a valuable item, right? Yeah, huge to have those, those a relocation guide on your website and then also be able to market that and uh, advertise that. Absolutely. And this goes into like what I like to call our Tom plan, right? Like our top of mind plan. This monthly newsletter keeps you top of mind. I guarantee that anybody that's on my list of referral partners gets my newsletter every month they're absolutely going to think of me when someone says, Hey, I'm moving to Boise. Who do you know? Yep. Because I've made it very evident that I've given them valuable information. They know I'm in Boise. They know I'm passionate. They know I love what I do and they've seen me in action. Yep. So, so that's a really, really valuable piece of marketing that keeps you top of mind. 
Well, and, and I know this works phenomenally well because I know for a fact that I am on some people's referral network. Um, and those people that I'm on that do a great job is that I can tell you, I mean, I can pull their names right now in my head if there were certain areas that I needed to send somebody to because I hear from them consistently. And my other question for our listeners today is if you're sitting here thinking about this, how are you use, utilizing your CRM? Do you have a category in your CRM that says referral partners? I mean, have you have you gone in and detailed that out? So that's a database that you have access to very quickly so you can do some of the things that Stevie was talking about. Yeah. So, and then of course, engaging through, like I love to do a fun facts um, survey, like much like we do with our clients and people in our sphere to know and understand um, my referral partners and how I might be able to incentivize them later, right? Or send a thank you for sending me a referral. Um, but then of course, gifts, personal emails. I'm calling people in my referral partner database quarterly to say, hey, how's business? How's it going? I haven't talked to you in a while. I want to know what's going on in your business and your life, um, that kind of stuff. I want to celebrate their wins, right? So, so having an engagement plan is just as important as it is in your business. I love it. So, so those are the five, those are the five agent to agent. Those are the five agent to agent. So now we're going to cover the five uh, sphere of influence. Yep. So for your sphere of influence, this is a really hard topic. And I know a lot of the agents that I coach have a really difficult time with sphere of influence referrals. And yes. I think that there's this notion or there's this thought from a lot of us that says, this seems salesy. It seems pushy. Asking for referrals is really challenging and it doesn't feel good. And so I have some tips in regards to how we can extract more referrals from our sphere of influence. So the first thing is, yes, having that conversation that's really, really difficult for a lot of us. But I can tell you that if we have it the right way, it feels good to both parties. And then both parties can kind of expect that referrals are gonna be part of our relationship, right? And so part of that hard conversation is, like my favorite way to just put it out there is to bring it up at the very beginning and let them know, hey, I've got a process. We've gone through, for example, you know, my seller consultation. You've seen what my process looks like. Now I'm here to tell you that I'm gonna provide you with exceptional service. I'm going to provide you with an extraordinary experience. And because of that, I also want to give that experience to people that you know, your friends, family, your colleagues, whoever that is. And so I think setting them up to say, I'm going to do a really, really exceptional job, but in return, I'm going to ask you to refer me to the people that you love, right? So having that conversation up front makes it a lot less weird through the transaction and after the transaction when I do start asking them for referrals because they remember and their brain can kind of go back to that conversation. I think that's really important. Can I add one thing on there too is I think uh, your materials can also speak for you too. Um, I saw an agent not too long ago that uh, inside their buyer book and their seller books where they have some testimonials, it says, you know, testimonials are great, but the biggest compliment you can give me is when you refer me to your family, friends, and colleagues. And Absolutely. that's the best compliment that I can get. Uh, I will provide this X level of service. And in return, you know, uh, referrals are very, very much welcomed. But it, but it just stated that in there in a very genuine, non-obtrusive way. Um, and But I think that the, the reason why that's so important is that if I'm sitting on a consultation, that's part of my book. And I get to that page, by the way, you know, at the end of this transaction, I will be asking for testimonials, but I got to tell you, testimonials are fabulous, but guess what's even better? And you just, you say that right up front. Uh, 
I, I think I think it's a missed opportunity, um, and I think we can do a better job of it. And and, it, and that doesn't sound salesy. Absolutely, yeah, I love it. And and part of that too is is continuously reminding, right? Like our database needs to be reminded because if they have a great experience with you, they want to refer you, but they need that small reminder. And we can do that through nurturing, through, um, you know, continuing the conversation about referrals, you know, doing pop buys, things like that, staying top of mind. Um, and then my other tip with that is asking for referrals at the time that they're the happiest, right? And when is that typically? That's it closing, that you know, closing. when they're elated and they've had a great experience with you, that's a great time to remind. So, so that's the first one. Um, the second one is, is doing the thing that's a little bit less direct, but how can we tap into the sphere of influence of our sphere of influence, right? Like we not only want to tap into our sphere of influence, but we want to tap into their sphere too. And so one of those things is by doing client appreciation events. And what I mean by that specifically is not only doing the event, but allowing them to bring somebody, a yes. plus one, their family, their parents, whatever that is, you better believe that they get to bring a plus one. Because my goal in these appreciation events is to not only say, I appreciate you, I love you, you're my client, I want to continue to work with you, but I also want to get to know your people. Yep. And that's a great way to do that without being pushy or salesy. You know, uh, uh, there's an agent that uh, uh, I, I've heard them on a talk and I, they, I, I forget what, what company they were with, but they would have, they called it their referral client appreciation party. And they go, what do you mean by that? They go, well, these are the people that come to the party that referred me. And they go, well, how do we get on that list? And, and it would be an amazing party that they would showcase in social media. And they go, well, how do I get to that party? And they said, it's really simple. You give me a referral and you get on the list. And they would do one of those a year. And so they would do their normal, you know, client appreciation, but then they have the referrer client appreciation event. Uh, I so love that. An idea around that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, and then the third thing is similarly to with agent to agent referrals, having an engagement plan, right? Does our engagement plan with our clients remind them to send referrals and remind them that we love referrals and it's a great compliment to us in our business, but really that's what makes our business go around. So again, a Tom plan, what's our top of mind plan? So same things, having a monthly newsletter, incorporating things like testimonials and client stories where they can see the people that we're impacting in our business. I think that's really important. Um, do your pop buys include referrals? Hey, I love referrals. I work off of referrals. You know, could there be a way for you to engage with them and remind them softly if you want to do that it that way? Um, staying top of mind and continuing um, the conversation around referrals isn't really important. After a transaction happens, a lot of times it's not top of mind for them. You know, when they hear somebody looking for real estate, are they going to think to refer you? Right. Um, and then like another part of that is part of your engagement plan should also include being a connector and being a giver, right? Do you have clients that are CPAs and plumbers and daycare providers? And um, are we continually referring those people to our sphere of influence, right? That's a big deal because at that point we can let the law of reciprocity work for us. We can um, make them feel like it's a round robin situation, right? I'm referring you, you're referring me. This is now a business relationship. That's the best possible way. And I think we forget about that sometimes, right? We forget what our clients even do for a living. We forget that we have the same ability 
to help them build business and create income too. Yeah. You know, on that topic too, I think, you know, a lot of agents that are doing open houses and if we're going to do a giveaway at an open house, my gosh, go to the local coffee shop, go to the local restaurant, go to the local bookstore, go to one of the businesses that are around that, that, that uh, neighborhood and purchase gifts and, and, and introduce yourself and say, Hey, you know what? The reason why I'm here is I really want to promote businesses, but we're doing an open house. I'm a real estate agent. We're going to buy some gift cards from your business so that we can give away there. Um, tell me a little bit about your business. Cause I always like to put a story with a gift card when we give it away. And uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's those types of engagements. I think that get, that get missed. <clears throat> I yeah. love it. I think that's a great idea. Can I add yeah. just a, a couple things here? Two things. Yeah. Um, one of the things on here is when you talked about having a having a process, having a system. Here's one of the areas I also feel that get the ball gets dropped. So let's say that I refer you and you get a client from it, right? If I refer you once and people don't refer because I'm trying to help you, I refer because I know you're going to make me look good. Um, but here's the problem: as soon as you get the referral, my question for the the listeners is what's your what's your communication process with that referrer when you have a transaction? And so is it is it a is it a gift that goes out right after you got the referral that's not tied to the referral, but it's tied to the relationship? So even if that transaction doesn't even come to flourishing, there's still something of a gratitude given. And then what's your weekly communication? So let's say that you know now my client is working with you and you guys get mutual acceptance. Is that a phone call to me to say, hey, just hey, Michael, gotta let you know. Um, I, I'm I'm so appreciative of your referral. Uh, thank you for that. And by the way, the Smiths or whoever they are, you know, they're so excited because I think we're moving forward and you're not giving detailed information. But the thing of it is, if, if now if you're thinking that process is 45 to 50 days. So, you know what, that's almost, you know, what's what's that? That's almost two months, if not more. And so that's that's like five or six phone calls every week where there's potentially another referral coming your way. Absolutely. That's a great point. And, you know, to further that, that's really important also with agent to agent referrals, yes. right? So, so I think that's a great uh, topic to bring up. Um, okay, so are we on number five of a survey? Four, we're, four. On, we're on number four. Yeah, so, so the fourth tip is hosting workshops and classes. And this kind of goes hand in hand with client appreciation events, but this can be a really, really great way to engage and connect with your spheres sphere of influence, right? Again, so think about things like first-time homebuyer classes or um, one of my favorite ones right now, well, a couple things are like uh, real estate investment workshops, right? Are you somebody that's got information or the ability to help other people get started in real estate investing? Or do you have the knowledge and know-it-all to help someone else purchase a property and do something like a vacation rental or Airbnb? Um, to create and generate income. Could you teach a small workshop on that? Um, and so the agents that are doing this really, really well are partnering with other people, maybe a lender, maybe something like that, that can help um, help share in the expense, but then also help share in um, the content and material that the class can offer. So this is an amazing way to reach out to your sphere and say, hey, invite your friends. Yeah. Who do you know that's interested? Um, this can be a great way to meet your people's people. So another idea there. And I know we have a, we have an agent that coaches with us uh, in uh, Riverside, and she does this a lot. She's always hosting first time buyer uh, seminars, or you know, hey, uh, guess what? If you're a seller, let's talk about let's do a whole class on two one buy downs and how you can incentivize the buyer. Just educating them, and it's amazing the people that she gets signing up for these things. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It it could be a great opportunity. Um, And the fifth thing, just a quick reminder, when it comes to referrals, to incentivize, right? There's got to be an incentive and a motivator to send you referrals. And so I really, really love when somebody from my sphere of influence sends me a referral, I really love to take them to dinner or buy them a gift or, you know, send them a a gift certificate to go and have a great night on me. Right. Um, The other thing that I love to do is set up a reservation for them and call the restaurant and give them my credit card number and say, Hey guys, your reservations at five, have a great night. It's on me. Right. Right. And so these can be great experiences for them. Not only that bode well for your relationship in doing business with them specifically, but they're going to want to send you referrals. So incentivizing them is really important. Well, I think it's important because I think we forget, you know, people don't remember what you said or what you did. They remember how you made them feel. And I think that, you know, when we talk about this, it's, it's, it's hospitality is what you're talking about. The service is great. Um, and and I, two things that I wanted to add, you know, going back to what I said about um, people refer you because you make them look good. Here's the other thing that I think is really important. If you really want to have great referrals, man, is your process dialed in? When your client works with you, do they walk away saying that was the most amazing experience I've ever had? Or do they walk away and go, oh, I don't want to do that again? Because if that's the case, uh, then you know you can you can take all of these 10 tips that we have, but if your process is horrible, it's not going to work. And so really dial that in and understand, you know, where's your process? And I think that's a big part of what we do in coaching, right? We, we offer these items, but then we also say, just help us boil down your process. And then um, two last things that I have, and then I'd love to hear your final thoughts. Um, there is a really great book out there by Stacey Brown Randall called Getting Referrals Without Asking. And I know we're saying asking, but one of the tips she gives in there, and I thought this was really great, is when somebody asks you, uh, so if I said, hey, Stevie, how's business? And a lot of times we hear agents that say, oh, business is really slow right now, or business is really booming, or I'm just, I've got so many things happening. That's all about you. What if you said this, you know, I have to tell you, I'm so grateful because my business has been powered by referrals from my sphere of all my clients. And that's what's allowed me to be uh, successful as I am. So when you ask me how's business, it's great because I'm really getting to serve a lot of my clients families, friends, relatives, and coworkers. And that's what I really enjoy. And when you respond that way and you say that, they automatically heard that you're working off a referral business. Um, And then the other little tip she gives is when you write handwritten notes to people that have given you referrals, reference the referral. Say, I'm so grateful that you allowed me to work with the Smiths. It was such a thrill working with them. And I just wanted to say, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for your referrals. You know, we hear it and it starts to get ingrained in our head. And it also makes people feel good because they did something great for you. It makes them want to do it again. Um, so those are, just, those are just a few things that, that came to mind for me that uh, when I was listening and reading her book, some things she brought up that I thought were really uh, kind, of, kind of great. And a lot of things we don't even think about, right? It's the small little things that we do consistently that have the big impact. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I kind of want to close with like one of my favorite things is like yes. diving into data, right? In regards to referrals and how um, how this impacts our business. But I wanted just a couple of things, right? Like 63% of buyers and sellers find their real estate agent through a referral from a fram- friend, family, or colleague, right? That's, That's a lot. That's huge. So, so being top of mind when it comes to referrals, I think is an incredible opportunity. But the other one that was really staggering to me <clears throat> is that it says, of sellers said they would refer their agent to other people, 
but only 20% of them actually did. Yep. Why do we think that is? It's because we're not consistently having the conversation and reminding them, hey, I would love to work with your friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's the old saying? We leave our clients at the closing table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're transaction closed and we're on to the next transaction. Totally. So, so, you know, when your buyers and sellers close, they want to refer you. So continue the relationship, continue reminding them. And I think you'll see um, some opportunity arise from that. Well, this has been great. And I want to thank you for doing this. I'm glad we had that conversation when we were talking about this. Um, For those that want to get in touch with you uh, specifically, or maybe they want to hire you as their coach, um, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah. So, I mean, email or phone is always the best way. Um, So I'm Stevie Raff at gmail.com. Really simple. Um, And my contact information is listed on our coaching website. That's probably the easiest place to go um, and check me out there. But yeah, I would love to um, help anyone and everyone. And um, if you have more specific questions, feel free to reach out. That's awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes too. And I always like to end these with our listeners. Uh, if, if you found this to be helpful, one, one of our asks is please share this. Also, give us a rating. It, it helps us with our podcast. Um, also, too, if you've listened to this and now you're sitting there thinking, well, you know what? Maybe uh, coaching is right for me. Uh, you heard us mention the Windy River Path. That is our group coaching uh, program that we have, that we have a call every single Thursday, 10 o'clock Pacific time, where it's one of our amazing coaches that's giving a, a class or a talk or a how-to or an interview on these topics we talked about right now. So this will be one of the things we'll be working on. Uh, or you can do one-on-one coaching with us, which is also an opportunity. Uh, again, by going to winningbrickcoaching.com, uh, we'd be happy to help you. And also that's where you can find out more information about us. We also have a link there that you can subscribe to to get our newsletter that we send out that has tips and tricks and you know book recommendations. Uh, Stevie puts that together. So it's, it's got some really good stuff. But uh, I want to thank all of you for being here today. I want to again say thank you to Stevie for taking the time. And um, like we always end these, we will with everyone. We'd say be awesome, help somebody, make it a great day. Stevie, anything, any any last words? No, thanks for having me, Michael. It was really fun. All right. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you later. We just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.